this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Oh, sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Our finale is set. We have our final four... If you asked us at the beginning of the season, would this be the Final Four? We probably all would have said no. But we're going to break down this episode tonight with a very, very special guest in the studio. Welcome to AfterBuzz. Tough enough, everybody. You're watching live on AfterBuzzTV.com. Of course, the YouTube AfterBuzz page. Listen on iTunes, SoundCloud. Oh, I giving that five stars. I am Christian Rosenberg. Follow me on Twitter at RealRosenberg. Instagram at TheRealRosenberg. Buy this awesome shirt at ProSNTs.com slash Christian Rosenberg. Um, next to me, <laughs> full full crew here tonight at Chris Reports, Miss Christy Olson. Hello, hello. Over hello, hello. on the other side of the table hello. with Booker T's biography this week. Yeah, last, I, I finished. I, you can, I, I'll introduce myself. Thank you. Oh, sure, uh, fine. My name is George Hermosa. You can follow me at G Hermosa. Uh, I figure I'm going to start just plugging the books. Last week it was Daniel Bryan's Yes book. This week is uh, Booker T from Pros- from Prison to Promise. It's actually a really good book. Does Lita and- have a book? Lita probably has a book. Yeah, she has Lita a book. Has a book. I, yes. I think her book is her book is amazing too. But I like this book. And going out to like a freaking yeah, uh, and, and they whatever, and they don't pay you club. to plug it. A book club, yeah, they don't pay me anyways. But anybody who's a fan of Booker T, I guarantee you reading this book will give you a whole new perspective because this is pre wrestling. So. That guy's had a rough upbringing, so it kind of makes you respect them even more to, to show to see where he's turned out from. But yes, at Hermosa, at G Hermosa, George Hermosa, rolled to three hundred followers. I got two hundred and seventy six followers. Three hundred. <laughs> he's 20, so close. Twenty four so more. Twenty four more. Three hundred so followers. And then the road to four hundred followers begins. Oh God! Thank you for right. saying hi. Um, at, what the, up? at the other side of the table, at we Steve Kaufman. It's Steve like Kaufman. I am. Yeah. I am, in fact, Steve Kaufman. You are. This is true. That's all I had. And he, he spoke for. He spoke enough for this side of the table. <laughs> and normally, that's all the introductions we would make. But we got a special guest in studio tonight. You've seen him on Tough Enough. The the big man, the Egyptian yeah. at Tough Mata. Mata in studio, yeah, everybody. Got the, got the Pharaoh. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the it. Pharaoh. Yeah, the see, Pharaoh. Yes, he's the Pharaoh. The, the you know the king of the ring. We actually. 
we absolutely loved it. We talked a little bit on the phone about it, how that one episode when you dressed up as a pharaoh when you got King of the Ring, because we're all just thinking, oh, go royalty, go like just a crown yeah. and all that stuff. But you you turn it, and, and I think I can speak for all of us. That was a really big turning point for us, for you. Like, oh, wait. This this guy's yeah. got something going oh, here. Yeah. Besides yeah. the big look, he's actually got some ideas. Yeah, it, it was a great turning point, not just for the audience, just to see me who I am, but for me, uh, just walking out and for that entrance uh, and feeling what everybody mm. saw, uh, the looks in Lita's eyes, Booker T's eyes, Billy Gunn's eyes. I was like, wow, you know, I wish there was twenty five thousand people in that mm-hmm. arena that day because I felt it. And it was it was a high. It was the adrenaline rush you get, and I can't wait to be back in that ring. Now you're addicted. Yeah, it, it is an addiction. It's a drug. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I, I, I've been around it for almost 10 years now, and I, I get just as excited every time I'm around yeah. the ring. Yeah, definitely. And what has been like, you know, since obviously now you've had some time off, you were, you were traveling a little bit, visiting some family, just came recently back home. Yeah. How much? How much ring time have you gotten? Because I know you met up with Patrick. A you actually had too. a match, right? A six-man yeah, tag yeah. with him. Wow. I was expecting to show up and start training, and he's like, "Yeah, we have a six, <laughs> six-man tag team matchup coming up, and uh, we're one man down, so you're in." So I was That's like, awesome. "Let's go!" And we had a blast. Uh, it was me, Patrick, another guy, and we killed it. Uh, definitely had some fun. And as soon as I got back into town, I've been training with uh, Brian Kendrick mm-hmm. uh, every day, and. He's a great coach, amazing guy, and I'm learning so much from him. I'm a, I'm a sponge right now. I'm soaking it all in, and he's very knowledgeable, and he gives us little homework to do every night and sort of matches to watch uh, from, you know, from history and, you know, from current time, and just learning uh, from him is definitely helping me a lot. We well, literally just spoke with him on the phone with him like half an hour ago. We actually had some very nice things to say about you. He just, as far as your presence goes, he definitely said it. He's like, man, just when I locked up, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass with him this is him saying obviously I, didn't, I never locked up with you obviously but him saying like when I locked him with it, it was just wow like main eventer just right away I mean intensity was the word that he used for you yeah yeah I, he did mention that a couple of times and it's just uh, it's humbling hearing that from people like him and, and others uh, such as Booker T uh, the great words they said about me and it's definitely a blessing it makes me want to work even harder it motivates me even more uh, speaking of you know um, getting good feedback and praising George. We need to we need to bring this up because uh, last week I got a chance to to speak with Gigi after she got eliminated, ooh. and per your request, mm-hmm. I honored your request mm-hmm. and I asked her out on your behalf, which of course is always a very smooth thing to do to begin with. What surprised me the most is she did not immediately hang up once I did that. She actually said, "If you fly to Australia, she'll." Go out to dinner with this, you. This is literally my me because I'm watching it, right? I'm watching it on my phone. I'm like, okay, wait, he's really gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> 
No way! Oh my god! Oh, let me text him right now. OMG. I literally texted I, I, him. I literally, OMG. before I left the studio, I had text from him. I, 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 you, can, you can find it on Twitter too. He, he literally had uh, screenshot on Twitter. I, I literally put OMG and I spelled out O H E M G E E. So I spelled out OMG and said, I am totally buying a plane ticket to Australia right now. I'm not even so, going to You can look it up. It's on so, there. It's so on when there. do you leave? So uh, well, what, after the finale. What I, I want to know, so. Mata. Who has better game, Tanner or George? Ooh. Everybody's got better game than Tanner. So <laughs> I, I gotta go with my mad creepy George right there. The hashtag, hashtag creepy George continues. Hashtag creepy George, everybody. Even Mata knows. Well, that's a perfect segue to the one and only juicy question that I wanted to ask you, which is: Have there been any hookups at the barracks? That we aren't privy to. Uh, surprisingly, no. Uh, yeah. Oh. I mean, you got, I'm married. Josh is engaged. Uh, Tanner was the only one, like, you know, kind of desperate to hook up with kind of anybody. I like anything. how you use the word desperate. <laughs> uh, Zizi was desperate, too. He, he had a sly way of doing it. He was the cuddle king. So he would cuddle with the girls and kind of try to sneak up on them. Really? Uh, hmm. When they weren't looking. But, uh, yeah, the girls would take <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> When they weren't looking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. One time like, he was cuddling with I don't know who, and all you hear is, Zizi, stop it. <laughs> and me and Josh are like, just die, you know. And me and Josh, we used to scare like, the girls so bad every night. Like, we'd, you know, would sneak out back and start knocking on the doors, and the girls would freak out and run to security. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Me and him oh. like the prank Did, is that what you want to hear, Christy? I was just going to say, maybe you guys have some wrestling questions, but that's the good stuff. I no, that's all we had. No, we're, we're, all, we're all the time. That's <laughs> we, well, let, let's let's get into let's get into the actual episode. But we'll be obviously picking your brain throughout this as well. Yeah. So right away, we find out what we kind of figured last week, but we officially got the word that neither Amanda nor Sarah would be in the bottom three tonight. So solely just the guys. And we're going to have two and two. My question is, obviously we're going to break down the episode a little later on, but if that if they didn't have that rule, do you think either or both of the girls would have been in the bottom three this week? Because uh, I, I think Sarah would have. It's so hard to tell with her because everyone just loves her so much no matter what she does. It literally makes no difference what her performance is. Yeah. So it would be hard to judge yeah. that because we don't know. It really doesn't matter with her and Zizi too. It doesn't matter. They're uh, they're fan favorites. They're gonna why? Get why are they so loved? That's the question of the century. Like, because I I perfectly get it from episode one. I'm like, oh, these guys are so lovable. Zizi came across as such, like you said, a cuddly character. But over time, I'm sure we all felt the same. Where I was like, dude, I'm kind of over this guy. You know, mm-hmm. great. Guy. I'm sure great human being. Yeah, yeah. Nothing taken away from that. But especially in Tough Talk, Daniel Bryan kind of broke it down the best. Um, so all you people watch Tough Talk. Because I don't want to repeat it, but yeah, just over time, I'm like, eh, I I rather see the guys that work hard that are yeah. that are in the gym every single day yeah. and, and you know making progress. And again, it's I, I guess I'm the only one as far as the big audience goes because they're still voting for ZZ. I think there's a pretty decent consorted effort that are just trying to troll the show. That are just that aren't even watching the show, but are still voting for ZZ. Mm. I think that's a lot of people. Like, they downloaded the app the first day, they watched the first week, they wait maybe for the that first alert. few weeks, they wait, and yeah. now they see it coming, they're like, oh yeah, ZZ, I remember him, I liked him. And they're either yeah, trolling right. the show, or they're fans of ZZ, and yeah. still don't watch the show. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm to a point where I think anyone who's watching the show wouldn't be voting for ZZ. But at the same time, though, I mean, you have somebody like Josh, who 
the two times he's been on the bottom three with ZZ, he's gotten more votes than John or than ZZ. Yeah, yeah. So, which we'll get we're going to yeah. get into that later on tonight. Um, but we get to the barracks after Gigi's elimination, where you know then she started making her date plans with George, trying to find out what she's going to wear when he flies out there. She doesn't need to wear anything. Trust okay, me. Okay, that got weird. Uh, <laughs> that got creepy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, Mata might take your place. For <laughs> I know we only got one more episode after this, but <laughs> uh, so Amanda's playing mind games with Sarah. Just, I and again, this is just Amanda being, you know, herself. Just like, how many times were, am I been in the bottom three? How many times have you been in the bottom three? But the only reason she's still on the show was because Miz got creepy George on her and <laughs> saved her. So it's just like, why? I, why do we have this? But why does Amanda think that getting in Sarah's head is going to help her win fan votes? Because that's what it—that's what it'll come down to to yeah. win the contest. So I found that whole—I found that whole interview and segment a little weird. Yeah, yeah. maybe she didn't understand the fact that oh wait, you can't be in the bottom three this week. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was more unlikability from Amanda. And I think that... Thank you, George. It's annoying. <laughs> it is annoying. There's a little fly flying around us right now that George is trying to beat up and failing at. And I think we keep waiting for her to figure out that she needs to stop saying these kinds of things on camera for the people to like her, for her to get the votes. But I have to say, at the beginning of this episode, I really was hating on her. I was like, oh, there she goes again with the same stuff. By the end, and this is kind of what I said last week, I, I feel like she's been just sort of playing this... Mean girl, B word, you know, I'm hot and you love to hate me kind of character because we've seen it develop more throughout the episodes. And I don't think it was her coming out. I think it was her giving more of what she felt like was working. So, the beginning, yes, she was being very terrible, but then she explained at the end of the show that she's just playing a character. But I mean, when you're, when you're and on I a agree show, with that. if you're on a show where you have to not uh, rely on, on fan voting, yeah, maybe that will work, but I mean, you're trying to get the audience to, to love you. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, to me, it's not working. Well, when she did say on Tough Talk, she can turn it on and off, so she should probably turn it off and then. Well, let's let's ask a man who right. hung out with her yeah. when the cameras were off. Is is that her regular character, or did she kind of flip it on and off, or there's or is there someone in in the house that whatever they do on camera is how they are twenty four. When the cameras are on. No, Amanda's actually a great person. Very mm-hmm. nice. I think she's just turning it on and yeah. off. Trying, okay. to, trying to get into Sarah's head. But again, it's not going to go anywhere. Because what Sarah does in the ring is not going to determine the fan voting. She needs to focus on getting as many fans as possible. Getting the WWE Universe to love her. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with Sarah. And it's the same with Josh coming up against ZZ. If for him to win, he's got to win over the WWE Universe. Uh, it doesn't matter what ZZ does or what he does in the ring. At the end of the day, fans are going to vote for who they like most. So if you want to win this show, you have to get the most fans to, to vote for you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's funny. I just had an interview with uh, Booker T last week. Uh, <laughs> On his Heated Conversations podcast? Yeah. Did you mm. get to listen to that? I haven't gotten to listen to, to yeah, that one yet. It was an awesome episode. And he actually talked about the voting system being flawed. Uh, where he doesn't like the whole, you know, fans vote for the person going back, uh, going home. He wants the judges to pick the bottom. Uh, to, I mean, the fans to vote for the bottom three, mm-hmm. and then the judges to send home That's somebody. Perfect. That's good because the challenges, as we've seen, and case in point tonight, don't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you win yeah. challenge. You won plenty of challenges. 
Gigi won like all the challenges yeah, for the women. Every single one. So it's like, what is the point of these challenges yeah. if they don't grant you immunity or yeah. whatever? We also brought up the fact that the trainers should be the judges too, because yeah. the mm-hmm. judges don't know the reality of things. They don't see the work ethic that ZZ puts through. They only see a 20, 30, 40 minute segment. Uh, so it's hard for them to judge us on that short segment where Lita, Booker, and Billy Gunn, they know a lot more than the judges. Uh, and I think they would judge us a lot, uh, a lot more accurately. By the way, um, in, the, in the chat, um, Sylvia Love was asking us if you can speak a little Arabic because she wants to hear you speak Arabic for some Ooh, reason. yeah. Her voicemail, her outgoing message maybe. Uh. <laughs> Just say, like, welcome to AfterBuzz TV, or, you know, introduce yourself. <laughs> With that schnazzy. type of attitude. Hello, and welcome to AfterBuzz TV. I'm Hamada, and inshallah, we'll have a WWE or Ayyub. Yes! yes. I, I heard WWE. Do you speak more than two languages? English no, and Arabic? Just, just English, English and Arabic. So, the word of the week, guys, because we have a word every week, remember. This week, it's... Discipline. Ah. It's not Pee Wee's Playhouse. Stop it. No, that's the running <laughs> gag. We do that every. It would be. I'm, tra- I'm explaining it to Mata because he would be like, "Why did he just randomly scream?" <laughs> in Pee Wee's Playhouse, it's the word of the day. Every every time someone says the word of the day, you scream. So, so, so. the word of the day is discipline. Ah. Stop it. <laughs> and every week I tell him to stop. So. First thing they got to do is put the NXT ring together at Full Sail University with help of the NXT crew. Oh, that was so dumb. I disagree completely. <laughs> I 100% disagree. Okay, no, but that's okay. Tell me why that's important. Building please. a ring is very important mm. to kind of learn the camaraderie. I've built several rings. The referees at the, at all the WWE events are really kind of the ones in charge of putting the rings together. It's a lot of work, and you got to make sure that's proper. And it's it's part of what they would call in the business paying your dues. Like, you know, you got to do kind of all like the labor stuff. So I know like my first couple years, I would always have to help build the ring together, help with camera work, just help. I remember having wrestlers ask me to go to the bar to get them drinks because, because, oh, I'm the new guy. So I got to go grab the stuff for him. And then I got yelled at because um, I forgot a straw. One time. Mm. That is an actual true story. <laughs> While illegally taking alcohol out of bars. Well, the, the venue was connected to a bar. Oh, and okay. yeah, it, was, it was one of those places. But no, but it's a very important part of, of working your way up and building the respect of your peers. Okay. Mm. That so. said, I think they should have been doing that this whole time. Yeah. Like, that would have Yes. Been. Yeah. But how, how, often, how often were you really in the performance center? Uh, not enough, uh, if you ask me. We were training once, maybe twice a week, uh, and not extensively. Uh, I even asked the coaches uh, privately. I wanted to get into the ring more and get better. I'm a gym rat, you know. I stay in the, you know. I play. Pro. Could not tell. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to work on these yeah. guns a little bit. But uh, you know, when I played pro basketball, I was in the gym seven, eight hours a day because it was my job. And for me, this is my new chapter of my life, and I want to be the best I can be and I wanted to get in the gym the performance center as much as I could but we couldn't do that uh, which was unfortunate because we lived right next to it practically yeah you're literally like next door to it yeah. but they wouldn't let you in no uh, we have <laughs> coaches there and legal issues and everything like that that's crazy yeah interesting what else I find crazy is this week the, ch- the uh, quote unquote challenge even though not really much of a challenge is they're all coming up with finishers they have yet to learn how to throw punches. Yeah. 
But we are learning finishing well, moves. Well, next week they're going to design their t-shirt. <laughs> we're going to put their Titantron together. We're going to just... We're just going to skip the basics completely. We have, we have lockup, shoulder tackles, hip toss, body slam, finisher. That's all you need in the match. That's, yeah. That's, that's it. All you need. So... Each one meets individually with, with the trainers. So Sarah goes first. She has this Russian leg sweep, judo arm bar Well, first combo. off, they asked her, what do you want your finisher to be? And she's like, um... I guess she, as if she's never thought about it. Obviously, if you ever want to aspire she to be a wrestler... She not know any wrestling that's, moves. But that's got to be on the back of your mind, though. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. it just has to be. I can already think of my finishing what move. What would be your finishing move? A 450 splash. Were you, were you not there earlier? <laughs> no, we're going to get we're gonna get. That's not in the tonight. clip. That's not in the clip, but... Okay. Yeah. A double moonsault, like Ricochet. A double moonsault. <laughs> have you seen the Ricochet hit that? I have, and there's no one amazing. else that can do it. Mata, what is your finishing move? Or what would you I'm want? I'm going to call mine f- Creepy George. I like it. <laughs> I like it. And and it should just be a stare. Like, you <laughs> shouldn't even touch them. There it is. What meme that? that right now. Somebody meme that. Creepy George. <laughs> oh, my God. Got me feeling some type of way. <laughs> yeah, some type of way. <laughs> what you what you guys did not see was George just tapped out. <laughs> so okay, creepy George. He's done. He's done. He's done. Tapped out with both hands. <laughs> well, so yeah, Sarah had no idea what to say. Lita was just like, "Well, who's the toughest? You know, most popular female athlete right now?" And I feel like they had to cut to tell Sarah that it was yeah. Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, definitely. I know Sarah. She didn't know that. She didn't know that. Mm. Does she follow any sports? I don't think so. No. She's, well, she's uh, apparently she, quite the ring rat, so we know she follows uh, Oh, that was... Uh, Those are Mantha's words, not mine. That's that's on Tough Talk, yeah. and um, I, I've only heard snippets of that, so I don't know how much we can discuss about that. Okay. Are you a ring rat if you're in a serious relationship with a wrestler? You Is can that be. what makes you a ring rat? You can be. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> uh, anyway. I, hey. Yeah, hey. You'd think she'd know more dating a wrestler, too. Like, I mean... Really? Like, my wife knows a lot about wrestling now. She probably knows more than Sarah does. <laughs> I'm practicing my moves at home on my wife. <laughs> throwing her on the bed. That's funny. What? Uh, but again, yes. well, again, I got to back you up. So you're practicing your moves on your wife. That, yeah, I, that's a adult show. I can't say got that. It, got it. Got Just, wanted, just wanted, yeah. to clarify. Just yeah, wanted to clarify. Yeah, that's not PG. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah and Zizi were known at the barracks as the dorks. That's what we refer to them as. So we the had, dorks? Yeah, so like me, Josh, Tanner, Amanda, and Gigi, we had a group text going. Uh, and though though they were not on a group text, and they were like, oh, man, I'm stuck with the dorks right now. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so Sarah eventually, over time, gets this combination down. Mm. It felt like... I mean, again, it's how the camera's showing on TV. But it felt like she took the longest to figure this out out of anyone for their finishers. Uh, Tanner, all right, you want to fly. Smart, because you're the one athletic one. You should go off top rope, no problem. Flying cross body, let's do it. He physically does it fine. Then there's that whole, oh, yeah, remember, you got to show charisma. You got to make facial expressions. Look like a guy angry enough with another guy to jump off the top rope and hit him. Uh just be that guy. You ask him to be happy. You ask him to be sad. You ask him to be angry. You ask him to be excited. You ask him to be anxious. You ask him to be stressed. He looks the freaking same. <laughs> I, I, was that a chuckle? What was that? That was a chuckle. Oh, that was a I chuckle. thought you were coughing up a hairball or something. What was that? <laughs> Just a chuckle. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so like the only way to make him do anything with his face is to make him scream. 
And then he's like, so he's like, ah, back to normal. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, I, it's it's bad. I mean, I gotta give it to him. The dude, I called him the Energizer Bunny. I've never seen him tired in my life. The dude can just work out. Freak athlete. But when it comes to personality, it's just it's not there. I mean, my baby's got more personality than him right now. <laughs> like at least he could scream right. Like I mean, give me a scream. Ah! Give me a real scream. I want to feel it. I, I just got terrified. Like, that's, a, that's a real scream. You know. Um. And it's like, it's bad. It's like almost embarrassing to watch it. He's at home, like practicing in the mirror. I'm like, he, he, I don't think he can move his face or I don't know. Something <laughs> like so yeah, he, so he, who's he, got better promo skills, your baby or Tanner? Oh, my baby. My baby can <laughs> kill him right now. <laughs> <laughs> my baby's got game. He's got those baby pharaoh jeans. Ah, there it is. <laughs> uh, we get to Josh. Josh wants to do a powerbomb, but you haven't learned how to throw a punch yet. Why are you going to suddenly do a powerbomb? So, but they... You know, they say, hey, let's do a Ren and Paris them a la David Boy Smith style. Mm. And it suits him fine. Yeah. I mean, that one, I'm like, okay, I can see him doing that as a finisher. That, that works. Well, he kind of started off with like a like an avalanche kind of. Like run and splash. Yeah. Yeah. Him doing the Yeti call, which is brilliant, by the way, to do that before a move. Very reminiscent of the Titus O'Neil, the, oh, 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 you know. And obviously, with things like that, he's got the whole crowd doing it. So, enter Yeti. Something that they can get the crowd involved as well. So I thought it was brilliant. How often did he do the damn Yeti call in the barracks? All Even with day, the cameras off? All day, every day. That was his thing. That's got to get I annoying. Think, I think that's his first language. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, that, that's how he talks. <laughs> um, Amanda learns what Bo Dallas's finishing move is. Um, like the running bulldog off mm-hmm. the second rope. And... She actually does, you know, a, a fairly good job with that. The one thing she was talking about, you know, this, you know, this move, you know, really shows my personality and who it, I am. How does a bulldog show your personality? She did it well. I'm not. I mean, she performed it well. She presented herself well. All that's good. How the hell does it present her personality? Yeah. Well, she's talking about wanting to be flashy. So I think she maybe feels that a move that's that involved is pretty flashy. It's a flashy move. Yeah, it's a flashy move when Bo Dallas already does it. I was surprised. She actually did pretty well with that move. Yeah. Yeah. I think Billy Gilmore survives. He's like, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, ZZ. Um, oh, I forgot to mention earlier. Tonight was the, the night of ZZ quotes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. uh, Hashtag ZZ quotes. Yeah. At the beginning of the, of the show, we heard, don't broke what ain't fixed. <laughs> that was said. Mm-hmm. By God, it's in the freaking finale. <laughs> and then during this, he's talking about you know having ideas to do the, the certain moves, and he's talking with the coaches, and they're talking about you know are you able to do this type of stuff? And he says, "I can do it. I just haven't figured out how." I caught uh, that one. <laughs> I guys, I could be a billionaire. I just haven't figured out how. <laughs> I'm gonna get there. I can do this. Oh man! Once you figure out how, can someone you tell me? You got a better chance of becoming a billionaire than ZZ is becoming a WWE superstar. Yeah, you were when I, when I spoke with you a couple weeks ago on the phone. You weren't you weren't too happy about ZZ still being there. I mean, have you talked with him at all since you've left? No, I haven't. The, I've only talked to like really Josh and Tanner a little bit and Gigi and Amanda, but. I was nothing against ZZ. He's a great guy, great soul, kind-hearted. Uh, I love him like a little brother. But towards the end, uh, especially when everybody started getting at him for not being in shape, 
he started, you know, fake workout videos and fake diet. And, I, and we know uh, off camera he wasn't doing any of that. Uh, he's sitting there on a couch doing this as an exercise, thinking this is going to get him in shape to be a <laughs> WWE superstar. And to me, that was disrespectful because I'm in a gym busting my butt every day, day in, day out, until I almost throw up every single day. It's, you know, for me and Josh, we know the work it takes to become a professional athlete because we've been there before. He doesn't understand, you know, it's a different animal. Uh, and once he started, you know, faking these workout videos, and it was the day after uh, the night of Patrick's elimination. Uh, he was very mm. upset and he felt guilty because he's very close to Patrick. And he knew that basically he single-handedly, you know, got Patrick eliminated. And he told me, you know, this is off camera, that, you know, he really didn't want the WWE. He didn't really care about it. It's just another show for him. Uh, and he really felt guilty about Patrick. And, you know, I kind of, you know, he confided in me. So, you know, I kind of kept it to myself. But as it went along, it just showed, like, he didn't want this. You know, he was just there, you know, as a reality show. He's already done two before this. His family's done more. Uh, so that's... That's what's sad to see. If he was just out of shape and trying, then mm. I wouldn't say anything. You know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're all trying. Uh, but at least give 110% effort. And he's definitely not giving the effort. It's sad to see that he's in the final today, uh, giving zero effort. What is the big difference for you being, you know, like a former, you know, basketball player and thing? What's the difference preparing for a big basketball game and preparing for a wrestling match? Obviously, they're two completely different sports. Yeah. But what are, like, the key differences physically? That, that you got to deal with, obviously, besides obviously falling down a lot. Uh, to me, it was more, it's all mental. Uh, and it's having that switch. And all great athletes have that switch. And being calm, you know, whatever you do before a match or a game. But all of a sudden, you can turn that switch on and you go to that next level. And great players, great athletes kind of get better as the game goes on. And you notice, you know, the rock right before he's about to hit you with that finisher, like... The crowd's excited and it's electrifying and he just gets this buzz of energy, this look in his eye and you can sense it, you can feel it. And it's the same with Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. All great athletes have this one trait. Uh, and for me, it's all mental. It's all up here. This is what makes you a great athlete and, and very and not just a great athlete, but you, to be successful in life, it's all up here. Uh, but physically, uh, it's definitely different than basketball. Uh, the physical demands of the WWE are are grueling and definitely different but to me I picked it up very fast because of you know I played a lot of sports growing up I played rugby basketball soccer so I think that helped me with my transition mm. well back to ZZ kind of talking about his finishing move now to his credit he had an idea mm -hmm. and you know kind of not really a camel clutch per se but kind of a variation yeah. of the move and they all seem to like it. It's just a matter of him kind of learning the preparation of hitting the flapjack mm. to get into that. And here's what I want to know. So they worked on him a little bit. Wouldn't the point of this then getting the chance to perform them? Yeah. In front of people? In front of somebody? Yeah. Maybe on live weird. TV? Interesting concept, Christian. I was like, you know, like, okay, they're getting an idea. Go in the back, keep practicing it. Okay, what, are we going to bring some people in there and they're yeah. going to have like another one of those mini matches? Like they had last week, and then this time they'll hit your finishing move. No, no, no we didn't have yeah. any after yeah, this. That, that was, was a weird a, challenge day. Because nobody won. Yeah, that wasn't. Everybody just kind of got to work on a finishing move. Yeah, 
that they can use. I was in, waiting for them to actually use it. And I was like, yeah, oh. like where they're like, I guess they're setting it up for next week. Hopefully, no. I but they, because it was clearly last Wednesday they had an NXT taping, yeah. so it was clearly last Wednesday that I was like, oh, they're gonna have them work on the finishing move all day, and then in like a dark match in yeah. front of people, yeah, they're gonna have them all come out and do this finisher. Nope, yeah. no, like you're gonna work on a finisher on that, and go go back to the barracks, have some drama. Uh. <laughs> well, when they're back in the barracks, they're talking about what we're gonna name um, our finishing moves. Because it's true, all the finishing moves, they need some type of name that, you know, that the WWE Universe can relate to when they're cheering you on. I don't even remember what Josh said for his, but it was... I can't even pronounce it. The Abominable... The Abominable... Abdomen? Abdomen? I don't know. It was was something along those lines. Michael Cole can't say it. It's like when he, uh, in his promo against me, what, did, what was that word he used? They couldn't even spell it. Uh, esophagus, something like that. Oh, oh that's right. When he, when he, pretend, when he yeah. pretended to be British again? Yeah. Sarcophagus. <laughs> okay. was, was it esophagus? Sarcophagus. 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 Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we get one more, uh, or we, we get the beginning of, of a couple more ZZ-isms uh, from this <laughs> evening. Of course. They're talking around there, and he says, I am what this business is. Uh, Who wants to take that one first? Uh, Anyone? Christy? Creepy George. Christy, Christy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wants Creepy George to take All it right. first. Um, especially after what you just said about ZZ, it's just so tough to hear because it's like... Like I, I, I'm more of an outsider looking in, and I already know it's like, I can name all these guys, and I, I can't even... I can't even Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you, you go, Steve. I've been saying this actually since you since you left Mata. I've been saying let's vote for ZZ. The sh- like in the people you like in this show, their badge of honor will be not winning. Yeah. Like that's how I've yeah. seen this, and this kind of proves it. Yeah. That ZZ's the best reality star, the best reality competition show star, and this may or may not be something he actually wants. Yeah. And his understanding of the business is this reality show. Because he is the whole package for this format of Tough Enough. Which, man, how how quickly would Austin have thrown him out if this were 2011? (laughs) If this were the 2011 Tough Enough where Austin was just king? I wish he was there. Oh, 12 minutes. 12 minutes? 12 minutes. You're giving him him the first segment of the show? The first segment of the show. (laughs) I don't also think he would even last that long. Also, would have him run the ropes. He might need a break in between. <laughs> like he said, you know. Yeah, he needed a break in, like, in, when practicing his match or whatever. Yeah, a week or two ago. You know, I need a five to ten minute break. Yeah. Well, you can, I mean, there, there's halftime in, in wrestling matches, right? Totally. You can, <laughs> there's you get, quarters, right? There's yeah. Quarters. yeah. Quarters. Well, you get three timeouts per watching, half. Let's be watching British wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Cajun wrestling. <laughs> Crocodiles or alligators or whatever it is. And and then our final ZZism of the of the night is Amanda visits ZZ in his room, which who knows why. I but I have a theory, but go on. All right, well they she, live in the same room. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's the reason. Stuck up then. In there. He was in there with Gigi, Amanda. He was there. Yeah. Well, oh, that's right. He was doing well for himself. When oh, okay, Diana that's right. I forgot about that. They yeah. made that switch. Creepy George right now is like the son of. A <laughs> I know. He's still my moves. <laughs> Lucky bastard. You're, you're, well, when, when you leave for Australia. <laughs> uh, next Wednesday. Oh, okay. I okay. gotta do the finale for the show. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
Well, what so Amanda uh, Amanda asks him. He, he's writing in a book or something. Amanda asks him, what are you doing? Zizi, respond, <laughs> Zizi replies by saying, trying to captivate the hearts of America. I will open the floor once again. Where does he come up with I this I don't stuff? know. Who talks like that? You lived with him for several weeks. Uh, how? What? How? He, uh, this is not even new. Every, everything that came out of his mouth was like, everybody's like, looking around like either you couldn't understand him or like where do you where do you come up with this like really uh yeah and that's probably a big reason why a lot of people vote for him is little stuff like that it's like it's funny you know you're laughing i don't know if they're laughing at him or with him but a lot of people vote for that and one thing is they it's very relatable uh to the average Mm -hmm. person uh, it looks like, hey, if he can do it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And it's an underdog story. Nobody roots for Goliath. Uh, you know, people are going to always root for David. So mm-hmm. he's got that going for him. I think that's what we're learning about this fan vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that you're, you're leaving it open for people to literally troll your show. Yeah. And like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's easy of it all. <laughs> <laughs> so then we we get... Over to the judges, you know they're kind of doing a talk. The main, the main highlight to me was the fact that the judges were grilling Zizi some more. Mm-hmm. There seemed to be an episode of of bashing Zizi, yeah. and I don't mean to make it sound that way, but that's really how the episode was portrayed this week. Yeah. Um, but since we're at the the judges, Mada, I do want to ask you, and I'm sure there's only so much that you could you could say, but I want to know. What was the vibe backstage with the whole Hulk Hogan thing? Uh, it was it was kind of crazy because it was it was a shock to all of us. Sure, uh, very disappointing to hear about. Uh, but it happened so fast, and we had no idea who was going to be the replacement. So the start was like, oh my god, we're in shock. This just happened. But then it's like, okay, who's going to be the replacement? And there was a lot of names thrown out there, and we didn't know until we actually stepped up on stage who the replacement was going to be. Oh wow! Yeah, and and he was a huge supporter of yours. Mm. So all of a sudden, when when he was gone, did, did were you worried at all? Do you feel like oh, yeah, oh, things would have affected you? Uh, Hulk was definitely a huge supporter, and he said like the greatest mm-hmm. compliments you could ever mm. give somebody in this industry. Uh, he was like, when you, you know, came out in the ring entrance, I had flashbacks of mm-hmm. headline WrestleMania. And I was just like, oh, my God, Hulk Hogan just said that to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he would talk to me after every show. And he was a great guy and very disappointing to see what happened uh, with everything. But, uh, yeah, when he left, I was like, uh-oh, who's mm-hmm. going to... Because I knew when he was there, like, he was going to save me if somebody did put me in the bottom three. And he always had my back. So when he left, I was like... Uh oh, who's it gonna mm. be? And when I saw Miz, I was like, uh. and the very first episode, Miz decides to put me in the bottom three. <laughs> Damn it, Miz! Don't worry, we weren't happy with him. We uh, were. Uh, trust me, I'm gonna get my payback one day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it makes Don't you feel better, that. a lot of the uh, runner-ups of, of Tough Enough have probably done a lot better than the actual yeah. winners including themselves, including Miz. Yeah, including yeah. Miz. Yeah, yeah, and Ryback as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get we get our final please. Um, which we knew, again, it was ZZ, Tanner, and Josh that were going to be the bottom three automatically. Their only real highlight from this was, for some reason, Josh pulls out a lollipop to pretend to be a microphone, and then he gives it to Paige. The whole thing like it was a joke. But he put more focus on the lollipop of of it all than the actual plea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he was not at all... 
I mean, I like the fact that he was not at all sauce. How many times? Like at least seventeen. Yeah, in thirty seconds. Yeah, and then he said. Goop. <laughs> yeah. His promo is kind of a little bit out there, but yeah, I mean, his shows is obviously very charismatic. Um, is he still calling you babe every now and then, or? No, or was he, that just... he actually hasn't said that in a while. <laughs> I think sauce is his new thing. Yeah. If you look back, he stopped saying babe, and sauce is like his new thing. <laughs> a producer probably told him, like, you got to stop calling everybody babe. Yeah. And he kept, oh, I'm calling everyone sauce. Ah. Sauce. <laughs> Well, that plea was sort of the end of the Josh train for me. I've really been supporting him, and I would have voted for him. But when he pulled out that lollipop and made it all sort of seem like a joke, I thought, you know what? Maybe you don't want it that bad. Does that mean you want Zizi to win? No, I voted for Tanner tonight. <laughs> but now that he's not there... Well, let, let's, I've, let's, spoiler alert. Let's get, well, we're getting into that right now. First off, Dan O'Brien, this was the last week he could have used his save... But we knew did he not, wasn't going to. Did not use it at all. I was surprised. Yeah. I was. I honestly thought he was just like, I'm just going to save. I, well, he was a big fan of Tanner, like we were talking yeah. about. But I thought, oh, I'm just going to save Josh or whatever and have the other two duke it out. But never use a save. No. He felt that he wanted the he WWE said, Universe to decide. He said, I, I think that they did the right thing. And I don't exactly know what he means by that. Because obviously, I, like I predicted last week, I thought that he was going to put save Tanner. Mm. And leave it up to Josh and Zizi because they thought that J- Josh was going to get more votes than him, which he did. Therefore, if he would have used it on Tanner, he actually would have had a good, legitimate final two for the for the men. Right, and for the folks out there who maybe don't have the network on Tough Talk, Daniel Bryan did say that he really, really likes Tanner, and he sounded like Tanner was the one that he was rooting for. Yeah, but so Daniel how did he say that? Said that his popularity is because of the people. Daniel Bryan's own popularity okay. is because of the people. So he wanted to put this also in the hands of the people. So that Daniel really Bryan dis- just sort of. So Daniel Bryan disagrees with the saves to begin with. Maybe that's it. I think that's I think that's subtly what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so with with twenty percent of the vote, Tanner goes home. Now the interesting thing is Josh did get more votes than Zizi, which is the Josh second there. time now that mm. he's done that. So how that's gonna go into the finals next week to find out how much that twenty percent for that Tanner had, who where are they gonna lean those votes to? So Tanner goes home uh, tomorrow morning. Those of you um, that want to listen, I will be interviewing Tanner. Give me the hashtag ABTV, ask Tanner. Tweet me questions. I will ask them to him. Um, and But before we wrap everything up, because we've been having a blast here and time's already almost up, we, we need to show um, just like, you know, a little a little snippet. Mm. Um, earlier today, Mata, <laughs> now, now I've, I've been around wrestling for almost 10 years now as a commentator, manager, referee. I've taken my share of a few bumps. Obviously, I know I'm not built to be a wrestler, so I just talk. <laughs> These three lovely people joined me on this table. Who are also the pay-per-view panel. Who also are pay-per-view panel. Yes, there's a plug. For SummerSlam this Sunday night, you can watch these guys talk about the pay-per-view. They love wrestling. They're huge fans of it. They've never really experienced being in it. So it's just like, well, you know, we're talking about tough enough people trying to become the next superstar and diva... We're like, they should try to experience it a little bit. So earlier today, we got we got up with my our good buddy NXT Afterbuzz host, the Hobo, who is a who is a very accomplished wrestler out here, Mata. Um, you would actually have a blast with him, mm-hmm. and he's one of the trainers at the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Training Center. And we the Wrestle put them, Center. What did I say? Training the Wrestle, Wrestle Center. Center. Excuse me. Championship Wrestling <laughs> from Hollywood Wrestle Center. And he put him through the ringer. We're going to have the full video 
next, next week. week on the finale. But we wanted to give a little taste of that oh, video really. today. I haven't seen this video. So we wanted to give you a few laughs tonight. George and Christy have not seen this video. But we're we're gonna we're gonna show you just a clip of it right now, so you can kind of get a little idea of what the hobo put them through. So we'll go ahead and we'll we'll roll that right now. It's gonna be up here. Oh, why am I looking at the black camera? I guess. Oh, we don't get to see it. That was Christy attempting a back bump. So you're hearing them take their their beatings, which is so much fun to watch. So you're going to see the full thing next week, Mato. We'll, we will send you the link of the whole thing because you're going to you're going to love it. Yeah, I can't wait to watch this. And uh, but but before we wrap up, let's let's do our predictions. Next week's the finale. Well, real quick though, you've been training with Brian Kendrick too. I know you're uh, with a uh, fellow tough enough now, contestant. You're after Buzz. It's okay. That's supposed to happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> fellow like tough like enough. There's no, there's no running happening or anything. With, with Daria, did you know she was training with Brian Kendrick? No. So what was it like seeing you guys there? Uh, it was a, I showed up and I see Daria and I was like, no way. It was like amazing. It was like, because you have this bond with everybody that lived at the house. No matter what, you know, conflicts we had or anything, it's kind of, you're a big family uh, because we all went through the same stuff. So seeing Daria was, was awesome. Uh, so getting to train with Brian and being and having Daria there too was Definitely uh, great. So did WWE hook you up with Brian? Yeah. They, Is that uh, how you both ended up there? Yeah, yeah. They uh, definitely linked us up with Brian. And uh, Brian's a great guy. Very knowledgeable. So you're still having communication with the folks from WWE and your shot is not over. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, hopefully uh hear from them soon. But in the meantime, I'm continuing to train as hard as I can. Are you going to try to have matches anytime soon or are you just going to just focus on the training? Uh, if if one presents itself, uh, definitely having some match experience would definitely help. But uh, training for me right now is priority. Just uh, continuing to work on my ring skills uh, as well as everything else, promos uh, and all of that. Now, as a fan, do you have any favorite wrestlers or matches that you from back I, in the day? I loved uh, the three matches at WrestleMania with uh, The Rock and Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Uh those were to me like amazing. I, l- I always loved the Rock growing up. Batista, Batista's the guy I looked up to growing up. You remind I- me of a Batista. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, that's the best compliment you can give. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Because growing up, I was fat. I was out of shape, three hundred twenty pounds by the age of fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I looked at Batista, and his body was incredible. I was like, I want to look like that one day. Uh, I was sick and tired of people pointing at me and telling me, you know, how bad I looked. I wanted people to point at me and tell me how good I looked. Uh, so he was one guy I looked up to, and definitely Booker T, Big Show, Triple H. Uh, I loved all those guys, but definitely The Rock and Batista were my favorites growing up. See, it's funny. Now that you mentioned that, I kind of think about it. I'm like, is that why maybe you kind of look at ZZ and be like, dude, I was once maybe out of shape and whatnot. Yeah. So I know for a fact you can yeah. get there if yeah. you push yourself. You know, 
uh, people might, you know, people tell me, oh, you know, I'm sore loser or I'm hating on ZZ. I'm like, no, that's not any. I want people to know the reality that he's not working hard, that he is lazy. And two, that I was in his shoes one day. I was 320 pounds. I have stretch marks all over my body to prove it. Uh, and I know the amount of works and dedication and discipline as this week's word, word of the week yeah. it takes you know when everybody else is eating pizza in front of you I'm eating chicken and broccoli you know what I mean mm -hmm. when everybody's sleeping I'm up working out you know um, my body's taking a beating the last couple of days with Brian I'm still going to, I just got back from the gym right now because I'm continuing to work out and work out and work out and push my body to the absolute limit and then push it even further because I want to be the best and you, and you got like a little like um, like a whole fitness thing as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, my website, modafitness.com, and then all my Facebook, Instagram, uh, Mata Fitness, Twitter's at Tafmata. I love just helping people. Uh, that's why I do it. Uh, I did personal training, uh, and that's my main goal is to help people and help give back uh, what I've learned through the years, through my journey. Beautiful. Um, real quick, because we got to wrap this up. Let's uh, our predictions. Who um, who's winning? Steve, Zizi and Sarah, George, Josh and Sarah. Unfortunately, Zizi and Sarah. I'm saying WWE Universe gets it right in the finale with with who's left, and we have Josh and Amanda. Mata, who are you picking? Uh, Sarah, definitely for the girls, but it is interesting to see Josh beat Zizi in the voting. So even though I think. ZZ might win. I'll give it to Josh. So Josh and Sarah. All right, well, there you have it. And of course, we're going to be going over the finale next Tuesday night, and of course, the full the full video of of Christy, George, and Steve <laughs> learn how to wrestle. I did amazing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll find out who the hobo picked was tough enough next week. But in the meantime, Steve Kaufman, how can people reach out to you? People can find me at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F M-A-N-N. -N. I'm doing a lot of shows here, including this Thursday night with Christy Olsen. We are doing the SummerSlam weekend pre-show and then this Sunday with all three of us we will be doing the SummerSlam after show. That's right. George. The road to 300 followers. Hashtag road to 300 <laughs> followers. I got 277 followers. At G Hermosa. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram as well. Do it. Christy. Well, I know you all are going to have some reactions to that video. And before you all tweet me at Christy Reports, I invite you to remember that Sarah Lee can't wrestle in either. And everyone uh, loves her. So, hey. There you Christy go. Reports. Christy was trying to ball like a Bella earlier today. <laughs> and we'll talk about more of that Tough next week. Christy. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Ro Rosenberg, Instagram at the Ro Rosenberg. And please help me pay for my damn surgery that I had a few months ago. Buy these shirts. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Christian Rosenberg. And one more time, Mata. At Tough Mata. Yeah! God damn, that's creepy. Thank, oh, thank you so much for hanging out with thank us tonight. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Have oh, a blast. Th thank you for being here. Welcome back anytime. Thanks so much for all of you for tuning in this week. For Mata, Steve Kaufman, George Hamosa, and Christy Olsen, I'm Christian Creepy Rosenberg. George in the building. We'll oh. see you later. <laughs> Hashtag creepy. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.